Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And a good morning to you, Richmond. It is Thursday, November 2nd, starting two hours of MP on the mic. Looking forward to being with you. Our Live from Ashburn show, always a treat every week coming to you from Northern Virginia. Had a chance to talk with a number of members of the Commanders yesterday. We'll take you inside the locker room in a second. Of course, we note the passing of Bobby Knight. We'll we'll play some clips, uh, some remembrances of him as the show rolls on. The Texas Rangers and Bruce Bochy are World Series champions. And a little speculation last night about Bill Belichick maybe coming back around to the Commanders. So we'll play all that for you. We'll go as far as my voice will take me. The phone lines will be yours at 833-804-0910. We start as we start on Thursdays inside the Commanders locker room. This is 910 The Fan, now 1051. FM, glad you could join us today. I'm live in Ashburn, and we had a, a really fun day yesterday uh, getting to know two members of the team who are now uh, a little bit more important than they were a couple days ago. That's Casey Tuhill and James Smith-Williams. They're your new starting defensive ends for the Washington Commanders. That, of course, because Chase Young, Montez Sweat, Both got traded, both got shipped out, and if you missed the news late last night, the Chase Young trade did become official. The delay on that was that the San Francisco 49ers were on their bye week, uh, so they were not able to conduct his physical uh, in, in as timely a way as the Chicago Bears were, who of course wanted to get Montez Sweat out onto the practice field yesterday and get him rolling. Uh, An interesting thought, I'm going to start with a player who is still on the fringe of getting that playing time. That's K.J. Henry. Uh, He's the Clemson captain who was drafted late round this year uh, in the draft. He's a rookie, and he's like, whoa, this was kind of surprising to me that this just goes down in the middle of an NFL season. And I think that's important to remember for these guys. Uh, that was that was my first welcome to the NFL moment. That's, obviously, doesn't happen in college. So, um, two guys that you bonded with who have like helped you, you know, to start your career. Not being here today, um, definitely a weird feeling. Doesn't happen in college, but uh, I do know some college coaches who probably wish they could make trades mid-season. Uh, it, it, jarring though, because you you go from you think you know who you're rolling with through the season, right? You do cut day. Uh, you, you're planning for the season, and then all of a sudden, everybody's gotta gotta take a step forward and. It comes at a very interesting time for Two Hill and Smith Williams. One, because I, I think you would argue Chase Young, Montez Sweat did not meet expectations 
in Washington with the Commanders and have not met expectations this year, right? I I mean, I took the jab yesterday. They're 31st in the league in points allowed. You can do that with pretty much anybody. It doesn't take a special group of personnel. doesn't take first-round draft picks to be 31st in the league. On the other hand, these are experienced dudes. Um, they, they're actually in contract years themselves. Uh, James Smith-Williams, Casey Tuhill, and then F.A. Obata, who will be your first guy off the bench. They're, they're all in contract years as well. So nine games of play in the NFL, uh, a great opportunity for them to make some money uh, as, as well over the coming weeks. Had a chance to chat with Casey Tuhill, a uh, media star yesterday. Uh, he, his teammates were razzing him about that. He's, he's kept a low profile for four years, sat in the corner, uh, likes to talk about the crossword puzzle. Uh, he, he's just, just chilling, just doing his thing. But now he's uh, starting defensive end for the Washington Commanders and uh, playoff push begins Sunday against Patriots. There's definitely like an aspect of it that you have to focus on, but for the most part, like if you're not preparing to play and you're not preparing to have to be thrown in there, then you're not preparing the right way. So I think I prepared that way thus far, so I'm going to keep doing that. And here's his new uh, line mate, James Smith. Williams says, hey, look, Chase Young's been hurt. Montez Sweat's been hurt. Uh, th- this is nothing new to me. You know, for me, I think it's a little bit different. I've started over 20 games here, you know, from 21, 22. So I, I'm not brand new to this, this position, having to take on those reps. Um, it's an opportunity. you got to seize that opportunity. Indeed. I, that number actually surprised me. I went back and looked. He undershot it. Uh, 22 career starts for James Smith-Williams, who was drafted out of NC State. Been a steady performer. Also one of the good dudes off the, uh, off the field as well. Uh, helps work with a number of local groups. One of his main causes is helping prevent sexual harassment and sexual assault. Uh, so one one of the good guys in the locker room. I, I mean, I didn't really think, hey, cool that he'll get his chance. He pointed out he's been getting his chance. He's He's been out there. Uh, and Chase Young was injured for a full season. So, you know, that, that time we focused so much on Allen and Payne and those guys. And, and James Smith-Williams told me, he said, hey, look, those guys set the tone. We're gonna follow behind those guys. They're they're not looking to you know they're not looking to take over. They're not looking to call the shots. And, and I think that's why there's some. You remember that athletic quote from the other day: addition by subtraction, right? There's some thought that that could play a little better in Jack Del Rio's defense. We'll hear from Jack Del Rio today. Right now, we're taking you inside the Commanders' locker room as we do on Thursdays. It's nine ten. The fan now at one oh five one. FM our live from Ashburn show as we do on Thursdays and uh, always enjoy chatting on Wednesdays with Terry McLaurin team captain for the Washington Commanders and uh, gave gave some good thoughts on everything going down on on the defensive line on the other side of the ball Oh, definitely. Uh, Casey and James have always uh, been ready when their number is called. Even when Chase and Montez were out there, they did a great job of coming in and making plays. At Atlanta, you saw Casey uh, make a lot of plays um, in limited action. So I know those guys are excited to get uh, more snaps, and I know they're going to make the most of it. Well, I think first we're all human. You know what I mean? We all have uh, have grown affinity for those two guys that, that left. Um, they've been here for a while. They've helped us win games. They've been uh, tone setters. Chase was a captain. So um, from a human standpoint, you're going to miss those guys in their presence from a personal standpoint. But um, as players, we know that, again, this is a business and uh, things like this happen. So uh, we can't let it trickle into next week. And I know uh, the guys who are stepping up in their roles are excited to get more playing time and show what they can do. And uh, Casey and James have been here for a while and they've done a good job when they've gotten opportunities. So I definitely expect them to uh, continue to do the same thing. 
That was Terry McLaurin as we take you inside the Commander's locker room. One more player chat for you. We'll tee up here. Before we do that, though, Terry McLaurin, I, you know, we, we didn't spend a lot of time on it this week. He, he had the uh, the two drops late in the game, and you know, there's been a lot of you watch the film breakdown. People, right? Is that on Howell? Is that on Terry? I think the first one was a little bit more Terry, although it looked like the sun may have been in his eyes. And then that fourth down was was definitely Sam Howell did not deliver a great ball on that one. He he has taken that to heart. He's been out there. He's he's been putting in the work. I, I think that's why we haven't fixated on Terry McLaurin having some drops. I don't think anybody's even a little bit worried that that was just. A momentary blip. That was something that happened and, and probably won't happen again uh, in, in terms of him you know, make, making mistakes late in games, which, which is cool to see. Um, and frankly, we got enough other stuff to talk about uh, for sure. We got to turn our attention to the Patriots. Uh, I'm going to play a bit of my conversation with Charles Leno. He's the left tackle. Uh, he's a guy who's moved teams. He was in Chicago, came and signed as a free agent, uh, asked him about the trades, and then uh, asked him about What's a pretty important matchup this weekend as as they get ready to take on Bill Belichick, uh, one one of the kings of the blitz in the NFL, and, and something this team hasn't always handled great. Here's Charles Leno from inside the commander's locker room. Well, nothing surprised me in this business, man. I mean, I'm going to be honest. Well, for me, at least, you know, it just sucks that these are guys that you, like you said, you grind it with, you play with, um, they got me better. Uh, I know they can say I got them better, um, and you just wish nothing but the best for them. So much of what we talk about is you know, what the defenses have done in the past. You can get ready for that. It seems like Belichick will throw entirely new things at you. He'll come up with a whole different game plan. He's going to do whatever it takes to stop you and minimize whatever you do best. So he's going to stop that and say, hey, beat me another way. So we got to be prepared, and we got to have a counterpunch ready too. How do you get ready for a coach who you don't have any idea what's coming? Uh, follow your rules um, and make sure that you have a great effort. Because at the end of the day, sometimes things got to be blocked longer, and that's how you get it, get over that. Is it, do you ever it's like you watch and you're like, "Dang, that's pretty cool what he cooked up." Uh, defense? Like yeah, when, I love, you're, when you're wa- when you get ready for a Patriots like, game. Oh, not Patriots, but oh. just in defense in general. I yeah. love. I mean, I love defense. I mean, as an offensive tackle, I love the way that they, you know, match coverages with the rush and do things like that. Like I was around some of the best defensive coaches and with uh, Vic Mangio's in Chicago, so you know, I've seen it all. <laughs> Charles Leno, he'll be a very important part of getting Sam Howell ready to face a Bill Belichick defense. He mentioned he's seen it all. Bill Belichick has that thing where he throws he throws stuff at you you've never seen before. He throws stuff at you. Uh, he's he's going to get after the young quarterback. There's uh, there, there's a long body of evidence that that a young quarterback going up against Bill Belichick does not often end well. We'll be breaking down that matchup, of course, as we go along, and we got. More to say about Bill Belichick as the show goes on as well. The uh, report from Mike Florio, the non-report report from Mike Florio uh, that the commanders might have interest in Bill Belichick services. We'll take that on later in the program as well. Uh, but I want to get to Ron Rivera's comments yesterday and his thoughts on the trade. And we went over this yesterday obviously, that, that Ron Rivera would have rather kept Montez Sweat. He's in a, a make-or-break year. But dang, if he didn't have the most interesting press conference of the day. So we're, it's our live from Ashburn show, taking you inside the commander's locker room, playing back the thoughts from the players and the coaches yesterday. And Ron Rivera, when asked about the trade, said, and I'm going to paraphrase, but you're going to hear him in a second here. Hey, we've got our quarterback. 
our guy is here in Sam Howell, so we got to quit spending on defense so we can make sure Sam Howell gets what he needs. An interesting take. I'm going to play it, then, then, we'll, uh, then we'll talk about it. Well, I, I think, again, when you look at some of the things that, that, that have happened for us this year and, and, and in terms of growth and development and looking at what's happening on uh, at the quarterback position, you know, we, we feel really good about who Sam is becoming for us. And, and again, looking at some of the things that are going on um, and with the, the compensation we're getting for these players, you know, it's going to give us an opportunity to continue to, to build for the future. And, and, and do things a little differently. Um, so, yeah, there may be a little bit of a shift in terms of the paradigm and how we're going to construct things. You know, and been a lot of things that we have talked about. Um, you know, it's it's been an interesting 10 days probably as far as those things are concerned. Ron Rivera, coach of the Commanders, hit him with the old paradigm shift. We've got a paradigm shift in how we're looking at this. Sam Howell's the guy we're marching forward. I'm going to go straight to the cynical take here. Because I, I think that's appropriate, given given the situation. Ron Rivera has made many comments over the course of the year. You know, most notably to John Kine before the season was, "Hey, you know, I've assembled this roster, and if this is my last year, then you can just send me my ring once this roster wins a championship." Um, I think he understands the score. Uh, I think he understands what he's up against here. I don't think anybody's under any false pretenses. The number one legacy builder thing Ron Rivera can leave behind at this point is I found your franchise quarterback I found you Sam Howell in the fifth round on this contract you're welcome Washington and so he's heavily invested in in making this happen and, and he made the comment later in his press conference he just got back from looking at the football analytics and everything's pointing up on Sam Howell now I I enjoy what I've seen from Sam Howell at times this year I would not make a statement at a press conference to the effect of Sam Howell is awesome right now, especially on a week where you're about to go face Bill Belichick, especially two weeks removed from scoring seven points against the New York Giants. We don't know. We don't know if Sam Howell is the quarterback in the future. It's it's self-serving. It's, hey, look, I, I traded these guys, but I traded these guys because I solved problems for you, because I got you a franchise quarterback, Right. And that is just ridiculously premature. And it overlooks that Ron Rivera has been the general manager for these four years. He's assembled this defense. His approach was to assemble this defense that was going to win games. This defense that is 31st in points allowed this year. And I understand where he's coming from. That, hey, he's he's moving into legacy building mode. Hey, look, I left I left behind all this for you. And I'm not against any of that. Because I think Ron Rivera inherited an impossible job. When he agreed to work for Dan Snyder in that organization, in that time frame, and he didn't even know COVID was coming. He didn't even know he was going to get cancer and, and have to coach through cancer for a season. He didn't know uh, the name change was coming. There, there were a number of things that just you know blindsided him on top of a job that was already impossible. But we, we can't start doing revisionist history in week nine, there's still football to play. There's still a season to go. And I'm excited for these last nine weeks because I think we're going to learn if Sam Howell's the guy or not. We'll play some Jordan Love clips in this show as well. The Packers are dealing with the same thing, right? You've got a young quarterback. He's shown some things. He's also shown some struggles. We're only halfway through the season. we got a lot more time to evaluate Sam Howell. But to declare him the guy in the interest of justifying why you move two first-round draft picks... I, man, that was 
That, that was a crazy one to me. He also noted Eugene Shen, that the team's new director of analytics, director of football strategy, was involved in the trades. That tells me this came from the top. This came from Josh Harris. And, and Ron Rivera is a team guy. He's a military background, worked for Dan Snyder, worked for Jerry Richardson while, while the ship was going down in Carolina. He's, he's going to say the right things, but he, this, this attempt to build the legacy in the moment uh, I think you got you got to shake your head at minimum, and uh, uh, it, it's that that's a lot. That's a lot to to make the claim. I I found you your franchise quarterback. We got nine weeks. He could be right. We got to say that he could be right. We got to step aside though. Off and running on a Thursday. It's nine ten. The fan now one zero five one FM back live from Ashburn. Right. Yeah. Nobody said this would be easy. This is. Uh, this is this is difficult. This is radio. We're powering through it. I'm back. I, I loaded up with the water during the break. I, I was losing my voice there at the end of, end of the 10 o'clock hour. We've been fighting through it, uh, fighting through it a little bit. That's all right. Uh, it's 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 a big week. Uh, I, you know, we had Halloween night. Was out was out doing my thing on Halloween night and uh, was out in Ashburn here last night. Uh, we're gonna make it. I was on with Linnell Willingham on on the fan up in DC. Last night, I started losing my voice at the end of the segment. I thought, oh boy, that's that's not going to be a good thing. That's uh, that's not great. But we're here. We're doing it. We're powering through. We got tons to talk about, tons going on in the world of sports. Thank you for joining us on 910 The Fan, 105.1 FM, and of course, worldwide on the free Odyssey app. I am MP. I am live in Ashburn today, getting ready for... Uh, I get to chat with Eric Bieniemy today. We'll uh, we'll play that for you in tomorrow's show. That'll happen this afternoon. Uh, we'll uh, play some clips for you from inside the Commander's locker room yesterday uh, coming up here at 11.30, so stay tuned for that. Lots on uh, James Smith-Williams and Casey Tuhill. Uh, they're your new starting defensive ends as we roll on with football season. Uh, but the, the news was off the field last night. And Josh, we're going to play the end clip, N1. This was Mike Florio. Uh, he was appearing on CBS Sports Radio with Zach Gelb. And he gave, uh, he gave this report that uh, it's kind of a report, but kind of not a report. Uh, let's play the clip. You can make up your own mind. Here's what I think is going to happen. And, you know, I'm, I'm hearing chatter to this effect, not that it's reporting, but when you're plugged into the NFL grapevine and you hear something like this, it's too good to keep to yourself. There's a theory out there that when the season ends, Josh Harris, the new owner, excuse me, of the Commanders, is going to call the Patriots wow. and inquire about what it would take to to get Bill Belichick. So the Patriots wouldn't fire him. The Patriots would essentially trade him to Washington and avoid any further financial obligation, get something back. Remember, they had to give up some stuff to get him when he was the Jets head coach for like a day in 2000. And so th there's a thought out there that that's how this is going to go. Everybody goes in Washington. Josh Harris makes a play for Bill Belichick, and Bob Kraft does not say no to it because he, in theory, is ready to move on as well. That would be juicy, to say the least, Mike Florio. Yes, it would. Oh, yes, it would. <laughs> and I don't know. And again, Josh Harris had better be ready to give Bill Belichick an extended runway to turn it around. He can't get halfway into the second season and say it's not working. I'm going to fire Bill Belichick. And the wild card in anything that the commanders do, Zach, 
is Magic Johnson. So they better be sure they're ready for his personality and that they're ready for it to take some time for Belichick to get the Patriot way in Washington. And the one thing we know about the Patriot way, Patriot way doesn't work if you don't have a quarterback. Patriot way worked as well as it did for as long as it did because they had Tom Brady. Oh, boy. We got a lot to unpack there. Tons to, I mean, there's the obvious one. There's the Bill Belichick one. Don't you worry. We'll unpack that one. There's a lot else to unpack there, too, right? This notion of could Belichick have success with Sam Howell as a quarterback, right? Because he's struggled in New England these last few years. He's, he's gone through. He's brought in Cam Newton. He's brought in other people. And I don't think that's the sole reason they haven't had success in New England. But it's a, it's a fascinating factor for sure. And whoever the next coach is is going to have to make a very big decision on Sam Howell, whether you give him the year and keep developing him. And, and we're still nine weeks away from knowing that. It's, it's a good thing you don't have to make a decision on Sam Howell right now. I mean, Ron has. Ron's declared him to be the future or whatever. But you, you can ignore that. It, it's a good thing you, know, you, you get these nine weeks because you're going to have a lot of telling games, right? You're going to see how Sam Howell holds up against Bill, Bel- against Bill Belichick this week, how he does on the short week again, going to Dallas for Thanksgiving, how he does against the Los Angeles Rams, Sean McVay, going up to New York. He's playing the Jets. There's some really good defenses on the schedule late in the year. Sam Howell, if he's showing growth... Those will be games where he can show that. That left the Niners off the list. Niners here on New Year's Eve. Chase Young coming at Sam Howell. Well, that's easy. Chase Young will get five almost sacks in that game. But the Niners have a great defense. And the Jets have a great defense. And and you're going against these great coaches, Belichick and McVay. Sam Howell will either win his spot or show that that he he needs to be a backup and he needs to be put back on the shelf. That's what's going to happen. Uh... That, that's what's going to happen over the final part of the season here with, with Sam Howell. Uh, Josh uh, is telling me that that we're lo- we lost the connection a little bit. Um, just just switch that up there, Josh. See if that works for you. Uh, the live from Ashburn show, never never without its adventures here. Today, uh, today, one of those big adventures. But you've also got this notion that Magic Johnson um, is somehow a player here, a factor here. And you remember the reporting that Magic Johnson wanted to fire Ron Rivera uh, after the after the Bears game. Uh, Josina Anderson was one of the ones who reported that. Magic Johnson was was up in the booth. He was frustrated. Uh, he, he felt like, you know, that, that that's not what he wants. And you remember he was very impulsive when he ran his own teams, when he was a, a head guy with the Lakers uh, and has been the same with the Dodgers and the other teams he's been involved with. Now, he does not have the final say. This is this is a Harris operation here. Magic Johnson is a voice and a big voice, and he's got a lot of his money in this. But I, I've got to believe at the end of the day, Josh Harris is not going to be the kind of guy who impulsively rolls through some coaches. I, I get the set. He's owned enough teams. We have a big enough sample size. I don't think that's a problem. Which brings us to the big part of this. Bill Belichick in Washington, D.C. next Year now, I made some calls on this, and I get the sense this is much more. This report, and Mike Flory, obviously, he's he's a voice in, in in football. He's on Sunday Night Football. This isn't just some guy throwing stuff against the wall. I get the sense this is much more from the Patriots side than it is the Commander side. That this is much more about finding a finding a way out for. The, the Patriots to get out of this contract, to get out of having Bill Belichick as their coach without having to fire 
a legend of the game, a guy who led you to all those Super Bowls. Um, you, you wonder if Belichick would step aside I, or if there, you could get a mutual parting of the ways there. He doesn't seem like the kind of guy who is up for that, though. If we're being completely honest here, this gives you an out, right? If you can trade him, if you can find a way to move him without having to uh, to admit that you're getting rid of him. Because New England's coming in for a rebuild here. New England's coming in for a full reboot. Um, I've very much been on the record that I think they should have found a way to tank um, and should have found a way to get Caleb Williams and start that rebuilding process because they're a team that's not on the verge of anything. Those are the kinds of teams that need to lose their way to, to the bottom and then and then cycle back up, you know, as, as the Colts have done so well over the years. Uh, it's time for the Patriots to do that. Bill Belichick obviously is not capable of doing that. He's, he's, he's playing to win in every game he's playing. He's coaching to win in every game he's coaching. But I don't get the sense this is like a blockbuster trade in the making, right? That this is more for the Patriots about saving face and being able to say, we traded Bill Belichick than it is for another team to say, we went out and traded three firsts and we got Bill Belichick. I don't think it's going to be anything of that nature. I don't think anything of that sort's coming down the line. This is nobody's touching any of the top draft picks. This is far more about finding an amenable exit out of New England so they can continue to celebrate him so he can come back there. Now, I've said this before. I love the potential here. Bill Belichick and Eric Bieniemy in one building. I think they have a lot in common. They both run hard practices. They both have attention to detail. They're both very demanding. It, it frees Belichick up to do what he does best, to, to coach defense. It lets Biennemi continue his development on offense, and I think he has developed as an offensive play caller over the year. But I think you would also say he's got a way to go, right? The, the same discussion we have about Sam Howell is the discussion we're having about Eric Biennemi right now. He's eight games in. We've seen some good things, but we've seen some real bad things as well. We've seen some bottoming out. We saw seven points against the New York Giants, a team the Jets beat the next week. We've we've seen some duds here. We've seen a lack of attention to the running game, which has come as a real surprise to me, given Eric Bieniemy's background, given how effectively they mix those concepts in Kansas City, how effectively the run has taken the heat off of Patrick Mahomes over the years. That those are those are very real things, and and those are very real factors to watch down the stretch. I love a Belichick enemy pairing. I'm all in on that. I don't know if those two would get along together. I don't know if you could keep them in a room together. Your other thing is who's the head coach and who's the coordinator. Now, Belichick's got to decide how important it is to him to chase this Don Shula record, right? He's, he, he's I think, 17 wins away from Don Shula's all-times wins record, including the playoffs. And 17's a big number if you're going to go coach a bad team, right? If you go, if Belichick's only offers are to go coach in places that are rebuilding, it could be a three-year job potentially. You may not even get that in two years. You got to decide how invested you are in that. Bienemy is head coach. Belichick is defensive coordinator. Away from the spotlight. Um, I don't know if you could sell him on that, but I love that. But I do the reporting element of this. Uh, I'm, I'm the professor here, Adam. I, I got I got to tell you this. This is not coming from the commander's side, and this is not the commander's locked-in plan, and this is not something the commanders are chasing aggressively. This It sounds like, from the calls I'm making here, this is far more on the Boston side of things. This is far more on the how do we unload a legend as gracefully as possible, while also understanding 
there's probably still a market for his services, right? He 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 is old, but Pete Carroll's old. Pete Carroll's still coaching some good football. Um, Belichick may still have some good years left to offer. Now, there are also big questions, as Mike Florio mentioned, does this work? Uh, is this going to work without a Tom Brady? If you go on a roster that, that that's in flux, um, what's his pull with free agents? Uh, that's part of the Eric, Eric Bieniemy thing, right? They couldn't get big-name free agents coming this year. Got a couple offensive linemen. They've already benched one of those offensive linemen and Nick Gates. Um, it's they, There's a question there. W- would free agents come to Washington to, to play for Bill Belichick? Because I, I think this is finally, you're out of that funk. You can finally get the free agents you want to get. Magic Johnson's here. Josh Harris is here. Salary cap money's here. They're building nicer facilities. They're taking care of the players. You don't want to derail that momentum. It's a, it's a heck of a hypothetical, and it's a, it's a very fun hypothetical. But it, it's not, I wouldn't consider it even likely at, at this point along this way. You know I still love me some Jim Harbaugh, too. Uh, when we come back, uh, Taylor Heineke starting in Atlanta. We'll hear from Coach Arthur Smith about that. Uh, more around the world of sports. The Texas Rangers are your World Series champions. Josh Sabors of UVA closes the deal. Um, our friends uh, from the Squirrels, uh, very happy today, of course, uh, one, one of their own, uh, Bruce Bochy, who had been at the Giants organization for so long, uh, a winner with that uh, with that team, another World Series champion, third base coach Tony Beasley, uh, the Paul Keys RBI award winner in the past at the Hot Stove Banquet. He's a World Series champion. Uh, tons of fun for those guys. We'll play those clips for you. That and more after this, you're listening to 910 The Fan, not 105.1 FM. This is MP on the mic on Sports Radio 910 of Fan and 1051 FM. We are back. It's a Thursday live from Ashburn Day 1032. And as we do on Thursdays, we welcome in our guy Lane Casadante. We'll get him dialed up in a second here. Josh is uh manning the uh manning the boat in the studio. Uh, he'll get Lane dialed up, and we'll check in with him. One of the things we'll talk about this week, really exciting week of high school football uh, this this weekend. Class 6, that's, that's the big boys, that's the top division. Thomas Dale and Highland Springs, who both had fantastic season. The Knights are 9-0, the Springers 8-1 with a loss to, to a powerhouse team. Uh, they are both separated by a point. Five zero point five five six in the power rankings this week, right? So, so Highland Springs is second. Thomas Dale is first in the Class Six power rankings, but they're separated by zero point five five six. Highland Springs coming off that big win over Verina. Verina looked looked very impressive, though. Freshman quarterback comes in, throws them a couple touchdowns. Josh says we are ready. We are loaded. Hit hit the sounder, buddy. He's the dean of local TV sports. And if it seems like he knows it all, that's because he does. It's time for Thursdays with Lane Casadante of CBS 6. Oh, nobody's making a better effort at production level than this show. MP on the mic. Let's go. Lane Casadante, welcome in. I didn't know, I didn't realize you dealt in fiction. Oh. <laughs> uh, Lane Casadante, CBS 6, joins us on Thursdays. It's, it's our live from Ashburn show, Lane. Uh, I'm up here with the Commanders. Chase Young's gone. Montez Sweat is gone. 
Um, am I crazy for thinking that this team's just going to plow plow right ahead, and, and that this is not the 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 concession some people see it as? Well, let's think about this because while they were two of the most productive defensive linemen that the team had, um, their problems really lie elsewhere, don't they? I think um, so. And maybe these draft picks that they are getting back for two players that they would have had a hard time signing by the end of the season, right? So they at least get something out of it. And like Ron Rivera said yesterday, uh, now we get to see if we have guys on this team with which we can win also. And maybe we can divert uh, some of our resources to different areas of the team. <laughs> Offensive line. <laughs> he's, he's so subtle with it. It, the annoying thing is, right, it's not like it's November 2nd and we've realized they need to spend on the offensive line. Like, we were yelling it for six months in the offseason. That's what makes this team a particular joy of frustration. Yeah, exactly. Everybody knew they needed to upgrade at quarterback and they needed to upgrade at offensive line. The jury is still out on Sam Howell, although he has shown flashes of brilliance at times as a first-year quarterback will. Um, but the problem is, is that they don't have enough to cover up his mistakes, um, and they sometimes don't even give him enough time to correct his own mistakes because are they still leading the NFL in sacks? Oh, it's not close. Yeah, he's on pace to set the NFL single-season record. Yeah, so there's only – I mean, Ron believes in him. They think they might finally have their guy in that building. It, it takes a year or two to figure that out, so I wouldn't hold them to – uh, you know, having a definitive answer on that right now, but they're going to go with him and they're going to give him all the resources and support that you would anyone that you have in that position that really thinks is your future. Um, you know, the, the defense, go back and see some of the games they've had outside of obviously laying a huge egg against Chicago at home. Two weeks ago, you gave up 14 points to the Giants. An NFL team should be able to win when they only allow 14 points. <laughs> and an NFL team should win when they score 31. But these guys, these guys are, are special. That's that's uh, that's the Commanders. That's that's their boat. We're talking with Lane Casadane. Uh, big college football weekend this weekend. I want to start with UVA. We haven't given them a ton of run this week. But coming off of, obviously, that super impressive win over North Carolina, they take Miami to overtime, uh, and now hosting Georgia Tech, uh, you know, they don't have a lot of winnable games in November, but but a real chance to make a statement here uh, with a winnable game at home, 2 o'clock uh, Saturday. Tony Elliott does not yet have a home ACC win in his year plus, year and a half up in Charlottesville, and you kind of need those to show, to show that you're moving a program forward. Now the trick is... And it's not a trick, but now the the lesson is, like you said, if this is a game that you should probably win, you need to start winning them. And that starts Saturday. And then that continues into that Thanksgiving game, which I think has a lot more juice than the last time. It's been a couple of weeks since we've talked to you. That game got a little bit more juice now. Virginia Tech's playing well. UVA's playing well. Uh, you got a couple of quarterbacks who are dealing. I, you know, it's fi- t- time to fire up the excitement for that one. That That's also one where one of those two teams is going to leave cripplingly disappointed. Like, the winner will be happy, but the loser, man, that's a fan base to be reckoned with. 
And if you look at the rest of Virginia Tech's schedule, this weekend is probably their toughest game that they have left. Every other game after that, obviously depending on how they do at Louisville this Saturday, sure. they should be favored in every game going down the stretch. They're still very much alive for a spot in the ACC title game. And I don't think we would have believed that a month and a half ago. Lost to Marshall, lost to Purdue, lost to Rutgers. Yeah, it's it, it, it seemed improbable, but Kyron Drones is playing well at quarterback. They've shored up the line. That, that, that was really important for them. I mean, just the third down conversions were so brutal to them early in the season. And you nailed it. Those non-conference losses don't go on your ACC tally. Um, I, I I don't think they'll win at Louisville this weekend. I Yeah, I won't put you in the spot of, of having to agree with me on that, but it it's definitely a run, run downhill from there, and I think bowl game's almost the expectation now. Yeah, and that, again, I don't know that we would have expected that back in August. Uh, I thought Tech was going to be better. I didn't think they were going to contend for a conference title yet. I know they still are, but like you said, this is a very big challenge they have at Louisville on Saturday night. But I think it, um, if you told uh, the Tech fan base back at the beginning of August that, you know what, Brent Price is going to win seven or eight games and you're going to be in a postseason game uh, and for a couple of weeks we're going to talk about you with a shot at the ACC title game, you sign up for that sight unseen. Ten, ten times out of ten, I, I don't even hesitate. He's, he's Lane Casadane from CBS 6 joining us, and I, I got to talk final score Friday. You heard me mention as you were coming in there, just a really exciting playoff chase here. I love Class 6, Thomas Dale and Highland Springs, separated by about half a point. Manchester's playing good football. Glenn Allen's playing really good football. Uh, and, and fun games up and down the board there this weekend. Yeah, and the sad thing about Class 6 is that out of those three teams who are at the top of our CBS 6, 910, the fans, coaches poll, only one of them's going to come out. And I think all three of them would have a legitimate chance at making some noise in the state playoffs. And the sad thing is, is that we're not going to be able to see it because only one of them can advance. Yeah. It's, it's a great point, and, and you know, we, we knew that when the realignment happened. You're going to have some early early uh, early November playoff games that would, would certainly be at home uh, in, that, in that title round. And, and Cosby's hanging on with the 8 seed. They're playing Manchester this week, and you cer- certainly don't, don't sleep on them either. Uh, any, anything else you guys have cooking over at CBS 6 Lane? I know uh, we're going to talk with a whole bunch of the playoff coaches on Monday night, and we'll hear from them all next week. Um, it's just it's, it's the fastest 13 weeks of the entire <laughs> calendar. We're already on week 11 of the high school football season, and it seems like we just started two weeks ago. Um, and it's, it's an exciting time of the year. Uh, and like you said, there's going to be – more than a few surprises with some very good teams sitting home early just because of the way things line up this year. Uh, no question about that. They'll be there to cover it. Final score Friday on CBS 6. Lane Casadani, I always appreciate you taking some time to join us. Michael, I appreciate it. Have a good weekend, everybody. I certainly will, and uh, I think we certainly will. Great weekend for football out there, college football in particular. Great schedule lined up. Starts with the high school Friday night. We'll have Gary Hess on tomorrow. Gary and Coach Chris. I, I just checked. 
I haven't seen the announcement of where they'll go. They put that on their Facebook page, 804 High School Football with Gary and Gary. They have not put out the announcement of, of what game they'll be at yet. So we'll, we'll stand by for that word. And uh, if nothing else, Gary Hess will bring it to us tomorrow, of course, uh, during his weekly appearance. Uh, as we get ready for a big weekend of football, it's the Live from Ashburn show. It rolls on right after this. You're listening to 910 The Fan, not 105.1 FM. Right after this. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.